Hello again. This is Empower Your English Listening Skills. Yes, we're reading Harry Potter, and one of the big things that Harry, Ron, and Hermione were searching for was who is Nicholas Flamel? Nicholas Flamel. Yes, in fact, J.K. Rowling tended to use real historical people for her stories, but Nicholas Flamel was real. Uh, he lived in France, and um, he died in 1418. Yes.、Mm-hmm. And, so, yes, yes, yes. and he so and he became famous.、Mm-hmm. Do you know how he became famous? Okay, yes. He is, people said he discovered the Philosopher's Stone. Same as in Harry Potter. And it became a very popular story. And because he had the Philosopher's Stone, he was very rich and he never died. <laughs> <laughs> well, the story came out about 200 years after he died. <laughs> so, but somehow, the story of Nicholas Flamel became very popular across Europe. And many people. I、uh, like to talk about Nicholas Flamel, maybe because at that time it seemed like such a wonderful thing to dream about.、Mm-hmm. Yes, maybe in an age of lots of disease and poverty, finding a rock that would make you rich and live forever sounded so good. <laughs> and so. Yes, that's right. Which would be very nice to be able to do. <laughs> Did you ever try? <laughs> so, Nicholas Fomel's story comes back again and again in history.、Um, interestingly, he, one character in the book,、um, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Was searching for Nicholas Fomel.、Uh, so, just like Harry Potter. So, The Hunchback of Notre Dame is、uh, written by.、Um, oh, come on, what's his name? Who wrote that? Victor Hugo. Yes,、mm. Hugo. Victor Hugo wrote that, and the Nicholas Fomel is in that story. And then he has reappeared in other anime and video games, and, <laughs> and of course in Harry Potter. So, yes. So, I think because、um, the dream of living forever <laughs> is part of the Harry Potter story. <laughs> They brought it in. But in J.K. Rowling using it, 
it's not really such a good thing. And so we'll see. But what we've already seen is that bad people are trying to get that. Mm-mm-mm. And so it's too tempting for bad people. So that's Yes. And that might be connected、um, with that mirror that Harry was looking into.、Mm-mm. And、uh, so, what do you dream about? What, what are you interested in? You have to be careful about your dreams.、Mm-hmm. So, But anyway, he, he, he did do one very amazing thing. He married a very rich,、uh, very rich wife. The real Nicholas Fomel. Well, actually, his wife married a rich husband and he died. Then she married another rich husband and he died. And then Nicholas Fomel. Married her.、Eh. So maybe that's how he became famous. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, but they said he was a very generous man.、Mm. And so that's maybe how he became famous. But he was actually mostly involved in、uh, other education and, and、uh, things. So, Nani, other education I don't know. <laughs> I haven't read his books. So, anyway, that's very interesting. <laughs> And guess what? Our chapter today in Harry Potter's story is chapter 13. And it's called, oh, Nicholas Flamel. <laughs> okay. So, let's read about Nicholas Flamel in Harry Potter. Okay? Do you, do you have any more questions or things you want to say?、Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's start reading. So, Dumbledore. Had convinced Harry not to go looking for the mirror of Erised again. And for the rest of the Christmas holidays, the invisibility cloak stayed folded at the bottom of his trunk. Harry wished he could forget what he'd seen in the mirror as easily, but he couldn't. He started having nightmares. Over and over again, he dreamed about his parents. Disappearing in a flash of green light while a high voice cackled with laughter.、Mm. So, cackle is a, one of those evil laughs that you hear in animations.、Mm. Ha 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 ha. Okay, <laughs> that's cackle. You see, Dumbledore was right. That mirror could drive you mad, said Ron. When Harry told him about these dreams. And mad it means crazy.、Mm. And in English, we have a saying, it will drive you mad.、Mm. Yes, maybe many mothers think about that with their little children sometimes.、Mm. They are driving me mad. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hermione, who came back the day before term started, took a different view of things. She was torn between horror at the idea of Harry being out of bed, roaming the school three nights in a row. <laughs> If Felch had caught you, and disappointment that he hadn't at least found out who Nicholas Flamel was.、Uh. They had almost given up hope of ever finding Flamel in a library book. 
even though Harry was still sure he'd read the name somewhere. Actually, we've all heard it somewhere. Once term had started, they were back to skimming through books for 10 minutes during their breaks. A skimming reading is that kind of reading where you go really fast looking mm, through.、Mm. That's called skimming.、Mm. Harry had even less time than the other two because Quidditch practice had started again.、Mm-hmm. Wood was working the team harder than ever. Do you remember Wood is the captain?、Mm-hmm. Even the endless rain that had replaced the snow. Couldn't dampen his spirits.、Mm. The Weasleys complained that Wood was becoming a fanatic, but Harry was on Wood's side. If they won their next match against Hufflepuff, they would overtake Slytherin in the House Championship for the first time in seven years.、Mm. Quite apart from wanting to win, Harry found that he had. Fewer nightmares when he was tired after training. Then, during one particularly wet and muddy practice session, Wood gave the team a bit of bad news.、Mm. He'd just gotten very angry with the Weasleys, who kept dive bombing each other and pretending to fall off their brooms. <laughs> Will you stop messing around? he yelled. That's exactly the sort of thing that'll lose us the match. Snape's refereeing this time, and he'll be looking for any excuse to knock points off Gryffindor.、Mm. George Weasley really did fall off his broom at these words. Snape's refereeing, he spluttered through a mouthful of mud. When's he ever refereed a Quidditch match? He's not going to be fair if we might overtake Slytherin.、Mm-hmm. The rest of the team landed next to George to complain, too. It's not my fault, said Wood. We've just got to make sure we play a clean game so Snape hasn't gotten an excuse to pick on us. Which was all very well, thought Harry. But he had another reason for not wanting Snape near him while he was playing Quidditch. Do you remember his other reason?、Oh. They thought Snape was cursing his brother,、uh, so、and that almost yeah, killed yeah. him.、Mm-hmm. The rest of the team hung back to talk to one another as usual at the end of practice, but Harry headed straight back to the Gryffindor common room. Where he found Ron and Hermione playing chess. Chess was the only thing Hermione ever lost at, <laughs> something Harry and Ron thought was very good for her. Don't talk to me for a moment, said Ron, when Harry sat down next to him. I need to concentrate. He caught sight of Harry's face. What's the matter with you? You look terrible. Speaking quietly, So that no one else could hear. Harry told the other two about Snape's sudden, sinister desire to be a Quidditch referee.、Mm. Don't play, said Hermione at once. Say you're ill, said Ron. 
Pretend to break your leg, Hermione suggested. Really break your leg, said Ron. (laughs) I can't, said Harry. There isn't a reserve seeker. If I back out, Gryffindor can't play at all. At that moment, Neville toppled into the common room. How he had managed to climb through the portrait hole was anyone's guess, because his legs had been stuck together with what they recognized at once as the leg locker curse. He must have had to bunny hop all the way up to Gryffindor Tower. Mm -hmm. So I guess the leg locker means lock your legs together so you can't walk. (laughs) Mm, So he had to hop up to the tower. Everyone fell over laughing except Hermione, who leapt up and performed the counter curse. Neville's legs sprang apart and he got to his feet, trembling. What happened? said Hermione asked him, leading him over to sit with Harry and Ron. Malfoy, said Neville shakily. I met him outside the library. He said he'd been looking for someone to practice that on. Go to Professor McGonagall, Hermione urged Neville. Report him. Neville shook his head. I don't want more trouble, he mumbled. You've got to stand up to him, Neville, said Ron. He's used to walking all over people, but that's no reason to lie down in front of him and make it easier. Easier. There's no need to tell me I'm not brave enough to be in Gryffindor. Malfoy's already done that, Neville choked out. Harry felt in the pocket of his robes and pulled out a chocolate frog, the very last one from the box Hermione had given him for Christmas. He gave it to Neville, who looked as though he might cry. You're worth twelve of Malfoy, Harry said. The sorting hat chose you for Gryffindor, didn't it? And where's Malfoy? In stinking Slytherin. Neville's lips twitched in a weak smile as he unwrapped the frog. Thanks, Harry. I think I'll go to bed. Do you want the card? You collect them, don't you? As Neville walked away, Harry looked at the famous wizard card. Do you remember each? Yeah, yeah. One? Yeah, mm-hmm. had a card. Mm-hmm. Just like baseball cards mm-hmm. when we were children. <laughs> Dumbledore again, he said. He was the first one I ever... He gasped. He stared at the back of the card. Then he looked up at Ron and Hermione. I found him, he whispered. I found Flamel. I told you I'd read the name somewhere before. I read it on the train coming here. Listen to this. Dumbledore is particularly famous for his defeat of the dark wizard Grindelwald in 1945 for the discovery of the 12 uses of dragon's blood and his work on alchemy with his partner, Nicholas Flamel. (laughs) Hermione jumped to her feet. She hadn't looked so excited since they'd gotten back the marks for their very first piece of homework. Stay there, she said, and she sprinted up the stairs to the girls' dormitory. 
Harry and Ron barely had time to exchange mystified looks before she was dashing back, an enormous old book in her arms. I never thought to look in here, she whispered excitedly. I got this out of the library weeks ago for a bit of light reading. Light, said Ron, but Hermione told him to be quiet until she'd looked something up and started flicking frantically through the pages, muttering to herself. At last, she found what she was looking for. I knew it. I knew it. Are we allowed to speak yet? said Ron grumpily. (laughs) Hermione ignored him. (laughs) Nicholas Flamel, she whispered dramatically, is the only known maker of the Sorcerer's Stone. (laughs) Or as we read today, the Philosopher's Stone. (laughs) Yes. So uh, the funny thing about it is, in history, Mm. that's what people believed in Mm. France Mm. a long time ago. Hmm. This didn't have quite the effect she'd expected. The what? said Harry and Ron. Oh, honestly, don't you two read? Look, read that there. She pushed the book toward them, and Harry and Ron read. The ancient study of alchemy is concerned with making the sorcerer's stone, or philosopher's stone, Mm. a legendary substance with astonishing powers. The stone will transform any metal into pure gold. It also produces the elixir, or medicine, Mm. of life, which will make the drinker immortal. Mm. That means never die. There have been many reports of the Sorcerer's Stone over the centuries, but the only stone currently in existence belongs to Mr. Nicholas Flamel, the noted alchemist and opera lover. Mr. Flamel, who celebrated his 665th birthday last year, enjoys a quiet life in Devon with his wife, Perinelle, 658. <laughs> <laughs> so in that description, actually, the first paragraph is what people really believe. Mm. The second one is part of Harry Potter's story. <laughs> 665. Mm. Wow, okay. See, said Hermione when Harry and Ron had finished, the dog must be guarding Flamel's sorcerer's stone. I bet he asked Dumbledore to keep it safe for him because they're friends and he knew someone was after it. That's why he wanted the stone moved out of Gringotts. A stone that makes gold and stops you from ever dying, said Harry. No wonder Snape's after it. Anyone would want it. And no wonder we couldn't find Flamel in that study of recent developments in wizardry, said Ron. He's not exactly recent if he's 665, (laughs) is he? The next morning, in Defense Against the Dark Arts, While copying down different ways of treating werewolf bites, Harry and Ron were still discussing what they'd do with a sorcerer's stone if they had one. Mm. 
It wasn't until Ron said he'd buy his own Quidditch team that Harry remembered about Snape and the coming match. Mm. I'm going to play, he told Ron and Hermione. If I don't, all the Slytherins will think I'm just too scared to face Snape. Mm. I'll show them. It, I'll, it'll really wipe the smile off their faces if we win. Just as long as we're not wiping you off the field, mm. said Hermione. Okay, I think we'll stop there because tomorrow we'll find out what happened. Next time, I mean, we'll find <laughs> out what happened in the famous Quidditch match where Harry is playing and Snape is the referee. Mm. And then later we will find out what happens with Flamel and his stone. So thank you for listening. Mm. Yes.、Mm. It's very interesting how、uh, Rowling used real stories from history、mm. that were already partly exciting, unusual stories. And then made them into the Harry Potter book.、Mm. So, yes. So, that's something that's very interesting. I don't think there was a real Dumbledore in history. <laughs> but. And I don't know if there was a Snape in history or not. <laughs> I don't think so, but anyway, but she's very good at using her story and other stories that were around about magic. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed it so far today, and we will finish the story of Nicholas Flamel next week, maybe. Okay, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye bye.